Okay, are we going to start every episode now singing? Yeah. I feel like that's become should. like a really prevalent. Oh, man. What if we we're sing every, If it's annoying, message us. If not, Sorry. we're singing yeah. every intro. Anyway, Merry Christmas. I mean, not actually no, Merry Christmas, Merry but Christmas. like Merry Christmas. Yeah. It's, Christmas well, this is the is last in... episode we're going to do before Christmas, so I guess it is appropriate to sing Because how is next Saturday a whole new year? Yeah, I'm in a silence. No, on, I keep saying it whenever we do that, but I'm so excited for next year. And, like, you should be, too. I'm too. excited for next year. I think we both have a lot of cool things coming Happening. next year. Yeah. yeah. So, um, last week, you guys got a little a little deep with me. That, I, I'll be, like, very honest. At the end of that episode, you can ask Aaliyah. Literally, at the second it was over, I looked at her. I was like, I need cookies. I need to stress eat. Like, I'm freaking out. Because she it was, was like, so heavy. almost stopped in the middle and said, no, we can't post no, this. No, I did And then she yes. would have done it. I would have been like, Jessica. I really had a Do thought. we need to call Denise? Because we can call Denise. She can give you a pep talk, get you in the yeah. right headspace. And then we can keep going. My mom we're doing still it. has not finished the episode because yeah. it's so hard for her to listen to. Love so you, that just shows you how honest I really was um, about things. So it, it's heavy. And it was a lot to put out there. But the response was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for everyone who reached out to me. Like, because that's why I do it at the end of the day. Like, if you tell me that it helps you, then it's worth it for me. Exactly. To, like, put myself through that in order to, like, help even one help person. Like, and I know that's so cliche to be like, if I even help one soul. But, like, really. But it's I, true. But, like, I really do mean that. Like, because if I that's help someone. The, then... That is the purpose of us doing these two episodes, the experience episodes, because... In some way, shape, or form, this is going to reach someone who might need it, who can relate, or who maybe just needs to hear a certain scenario, like the outcome of the scenario. Maybe Mm -hmm. it relates to their life out of the way, not directly. Or just if they were like, oh shit, like other people have felt like that. You know, like I'm not the only person who feels like that. Or oh shit, other people have problems, or other people have been through some things. Right, and then you're like, okay, cool. Like I don't feel like a weird, because I always felt like a weird little out of place bit, like little bunny. Hopping around in a forest of squirrels or whatever. I don't know. Okay, that's quite the reference. <laughs> but, that's you know, but it's cool that I was able to help people. So, with that being said... Well, wait, Jess. How was your week? Okay. How were finals? How is life? I... This week was a good week. Cole's home. So, Yay! for anyone who doesn't know, because I do long distance, like, during the school year, we're not together. But we're both from the same hometown. So, for breaks and stuff, we're in the same place. Which is nice. Sort of. Like, he... In my hometown is an hour away from where I live here in Columbia, so like he can easily kind of like come see me for a night and then like go back home, and it's like not a big thing. Not a big deal. And then today I get to go home for Christmas. So this week has been a good week. I'm done with school and stuff, so I feel feel rejuvenated. I'm excited to have a few days off of work. We've been working our little booties off. Yeah. Um, Holiday has been insane. Yeah. I know your week has been probably a little more stressful than mine. So do you want to do you want to elaborate at all? Well, I wouldn't say stressful. I would just say a little bit anxiety filled. Um, so that's not stressful. It is. Oh, I <laughs> no, was trying to make it. No, it's not stressful. I just have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> but it's like nerves. So basically, I am trying to develop myself a little bit more at work. So I'm. And what does that mean? Working on a promotion. I'm really hoping that it goes well. So you guys just send some good vibes my way. Yes. It would be a really good opportunity for me. Um, and where I see my life heading, um, mm-hmm. as far as like leadership is concerned, and what I want to do, just people skills too. I people think. skills as well. This is, this is what's going to help just you. Just general that. growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, send some good juju's my way. Hopefully, my interview will be sometime this week. 
Yep, and then we can take it from there and see how it goes. Take it to the course. Oh, and then the other important thing that we have going on this week, or we've been making some fun plans for the beginning of our podcast next year, like things that we have in behind the scenes. We're not going to say, but (laughs) we had like, we were at work one day and we just like, I don't even know what happened. We were just like, and this, and this, and this. And we made like 15 plans, and it was really cool. So we one, have a lot going on. One of my friends um, from years ago, his name is Breland, he messaged me, I think, on my personal page. And he was just like, yo, let me on. I was like, Breland, <laughs> what are you talking about? And he was just like, I want to be a guest on the show. I was like, you don't even live here. I literally had two people tell me, tell me that the other day. He's too. in the Marines. He works overseas. Like, Breland, you don't even live here often Honestly, but I mean audio if any I of guess. our podcast friends um know how to do that like the audio thing where you can like match audio with someone who's like not with you so it doesn't sound like static noise let us know how we do that because like we would love to like have guests that like don't necessarily we don't have to have like in person but like we can't figure out like the techie part of it but right. like if they don't live here yeah. or you know well I think that's the only reason like if distance was an issue or just even scheduling you know oh, sometimes yeah. it's hard to like get people in the same place at the same time but more than that like we just have a lot of formatting things for like just like the show's future and just yeah. like we have a lot of like in that we're working through like it's not like we're not saying anything because it's like big project it's like, like we just want to make sure we just want to make sure it's solid yeah like it's locked in before we say like this is for sure what's going to happen because so. then if we say something and it doesn't happen i feel yeah. like people especially at work are going to be like so <laughs> when's this happening like yeah. you said whenever you said it in the last episode a yeah. little while ago but well, I'll give a little hint. It might be have some. It might go. It might have something to do with us opening a side business on top of the podcast, yeah. a business for the brand, if you will. A business for the brand. So that's all coming. Hopefully, at the very, very beginning of next year. At the top of next year, it's going to be something that we're going to be talking about um, through this Christmas break because yeah. Jess won't be here. I'll um, only be gone for like four nights. Which is, which is a long time. So Jessica saying, won't for be Ali here. For and I, that's a very long time for us to not see each other. Well, I didn't see you. I guess it doesn't count like I said, like, over um, the summer. Yeah. Over the summer. Because Jess and I, like, were close, but not super close. She went to Cancun for, like, a minute. Yeah, and then I was home with my family. For a minute. For a while. Just, like, enjoying. You were gone, like, in total for, like, a month. A month and a half. Yeah. Well, because for me, it's, like, it was the last summer I was going to be able to spend, like, with my family. Because next year I have other plans, like, what I'm doing. So it's, like, I wanted to have one more, like, just long period of time to spend (laughs) with my family. But that's off topic. The point of today is that Aaliyah is going to divulge some info. She's going to. Into my experience episode. Inspire the youth of the world. um, Or maybe our elders. Who knows? Um. (laughs) Yes, sorry, getting one good, good little She's stretching it out. Yeah. She's getting the muscles. My moving. back actually really hurts. I've been having some tense back issues. But anyways, that's besides the point. We're gonna be talking about my life. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give like a format of like where we're headed? You know, like um, yeah. It? So basically, I'm just gonna be talking about my childhood, um, how I grew up. I know my my get to know me episode was about me coming out. I'll deep dive into that a little bit more um and the relationships the toll that it took on some relationships uh specifically with my mom um and then I will talk about life after coming out I also really want to touch on um homophobia and the black community because I think that is such a tender speaking point mainly because i think people like to think it doesn't exist i'll get there well i was gonna say too like i didn't 
know that. Like that was yeah. something like, and I don't think that's like an ignorant thing on my part. I just yeah, wasn't just aware of right, like exactly. the stigma that was there. So I think like there might be a lot of other people who are like, wait, really? That's who like don't a know. Thing? Yeah, like, it's you know? absolutely a thing. Um, and then I'll just touch on what I want to do later on in life. I know my post on Instagram was talking about um, how I want to work in law in some type of way um, just to help benefit others instead of hurting others and hindering them. Um, so yeah, I'll just dive on in. So like At I, what day and time were you born? That's how I Oh my mine. God. I was actually born on a Wednesday. I was born May 4th, 1994. It was a Wednesday. I was born at 6.36 PM. Wait, you actually, really? Yes. 6.36 PM? Yeah. And you want to know why I know? Because my mom's favorite doctor, he was about to get off of his shift. His shift ended at 6.30. And she was just like, I am not switching to another doctor. I need to have this baby right now. I was the only um, kid that my mom had naturally. She had a C-section with my older sister, my younger sister. And so she was like, I have to have this baby right now. My my favorite doctor who I trust to deliver this baby is leaving. She was like, no, got to kick it into gear. So yeah, (laughs) 6.35, 6.36-ish p.m. That's when I was born. On a Wednesday... Oh my God, cookie pudding. Sorry. Anyway, so I, yes, I was born on May 4th. That's Star Wars Day. I'm also a Taurus. Love that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, both of my parents were in the military. I moved around a lot. Um, touched on this a little bit in my experience episode. Um, so I didn't, I had friends growing up. I think majority of the friends that I made were whenever I lived in Warner Robins, Georgia. I was there for. Where is that? Um, if people know where Macon, Georgia is, it's in that area. If you don't know where Macon is, it is maybe Warner Robins is like maybe an hour and a half out of Atlanta. Yeah. It's not too, too far out of Atlanta, but it's not. That's small, isn't it? Close to Warner Robins. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty small town. Nice. It's like a nice small town. It's like a downgraded version of Fort Mill. That's how I like to see it. Okay. That's kind of, yeah. So... Yeah, I grew up mainly with, I uh, grew up with two of my sisters. I met um, my half-sister later on in life. I will touch on that a little bit. And um, yeah, so I didn't have too many friends growing up, moved around too much. So my sisters are literally my best friends in the entire world. I talk to them about anything. Whenever I'm at work, my sister randomly calls me just to talk for like five minutes because she's bored. Um, and she just wants to talk, so she will call me. Um so I have a very close relationship with my sisters. Um, I am... And y'all are all very close in age, so that probably yeah. helps. I was born in 90... Well, my older sister was born in 93. She is 28. I was born in 94. I'm 27. Um, and my youngest sister was born in 96. She just turned 25 in October. So, yeah, we're all very close in age. So I guess that's why we get along so well. We grew up side by side, everything. My sister went through, my older sister went through. It's kind of like a learning moment because she got to everything before we did. She got to high school before we did. She got to college before we did. She got her first, like, big, big job before we did. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like a learning experience for us, just learning through her. Um, She's basically like a second mother to me. Um, she cares, my older sister, Lexi cares about me and my younger sister very deeply. If anything were to happen to us, I'm pretty sure she would kill. So don't try my sister. Sister love is real. Sister love is very real. So anyways, grew up with them, love them to pieces. Um, I am literally my father. Um, me and my dad share a lot of the same characteristics. I look just like him and my mom is 
I, my mom is such a sweet and tender person. She's a cancer. So she's literally like Jessica, but just like a little more like, <gasps> so my mom, yeah, I don't have because, and I think it's because she was in the military. So mm-hmm. my mom is, my mom tries to be a hard ass. My dad says it all the time, but my mom is such a softie. She's a very, very sweet lady. Love her so much. Um, and so my immediate family, my sisters, my mom and dad, we were very close knit growing up. Like we, I can tell my parents literally anything happening in my life right now. Any questions that I may have about anything, like I go to them for anything and everything. Um, and I feel like you should have that type of relationship with your parents. Um, I feel like if there is any way for your children to trust you more, it is being able to have them speak to you without you reacting poorly. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of people have such like not terrible relationships with their parents, but just like We're not close. Like not close people. relationships because I feel like a lot of people our age and even like whenever they were teenagers are just like, I can't tell my parents anything. But it wasn't like that for me. Like I could tell my mom stuff that was happening with me. My sisters, I feel like could, maybe not my older sister because she was out here being sneaky whenever she was in high school. But me and my younger sister in high school, we were able to talk to my parents about things because we weren't doing anything nuts. Right. Anyways, um, I guess I will dive a little deeper into my coming out story because I think I just kind of like, I didn't skim over it, but it wasn't like in depth. So so, so you were in how many different elementary schools? Like how many different middle schools? Oh my goodness. Like how okay. often were you really moving? I was moving in the beginning of my life. I want to say like every couple years. Wow. So I was born in Missouri, um, and then I don't know if we, like, moved to Texas whenever I was, like, younger, if we were just, like, in Texas a lot, because I know my dad had friends there, Mm. Um, so that was a little blurry. A lot of things were blurry from my childhood, but I'll get into that there. (laughs) So, um, and then we moved to um, South Carolina. We were in Sumter for a little bit, and then we moved to Georgia, and then we moved back to South Carolina. Um, So we've been in South Carolina twice. So just moving around a lot, changing elementary schools a lot, middle schools a lot, and only went to one high school because if I went to more than one high school, I feel like that would not have been fun because high school is not fun. My mom went to a different high school all four years. All four years? Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry, Denise. That's terrible. (laughs) That's awful because kids fucking suck. Yeah, they really do. Kids really do suck. (laughs) Um, And so I want to say maybe in middle school, like sixth grade is whenever I started to realize like, you know, boys are kind of like not it. And I start, <laughs> but I feel like it's like that with it's most girls. Enough. I wasn't, I will just say that I wasn't like most girls that were just like boy crazed. Like yeah. I feel like girls are just like, oh my God, boys, I have to have a boyfriend. In sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, whatever. I was not that girl. I yeah. wasn't pressed to have a boyfriend. I was not pressed to have any boys attention to any capacity. That was just like not what I needed in mm-hmm. life. I just didn't think that was cool. But I realized that I had like stronger connection with girls. And I, not that I wanted girls attention, but I just would, was just like, Right. You just want to be around them more. Yeah. And so I didn't know if it was because like, oh, I have sisters and I don't have brothers. Maybe I thought that was the it. That wasn't it. That wasn't it at all. And so it was in, I think in uh, high school, whenever I first met my first gay person. Now I know people like to say like, oh, people, uh, gay people end up being gay because somebody hurt them or I, I wasn't hurt by anybody. I was not mistreated by a man. Um, none of those things happened to me. Nobody turned you gay. Nobody turned me gay. I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't think anybody wake, they go to sleep and they wake up and they're just like, I want to be hated by everyone in the world today. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like, that's not what you do. Like, I feel like if gay people had the 
chance, and I know this is was my experience like if I had the chance to wake up and not be judged by society for who I loved I would love that but that's just not the case and I don't think people are gay for attention I don't think that's it at all um, because that's not the attention that you kind of want you don't want the attention for being the gay person because that's not looked at well it's not like being like oh you're famous you got all this money it's like oh you're gay like right you're gay you're Not I I did not know any gay people growing up. Nobody in my family is gay. Well, some are now, but growing up, I wasn't around any gay people. I was not around gay women. I did not see girls kiss until middle school. Like I was not middle school. Yeah, in eighth grade. There were these two girls in middle school. I don't know what the fuck was going on. So it was field day in eighth grade. You know, the kids love field day. I went to the bathroom and there were like these three girls and two of them were like on like leaning against the stall, like making out. And then another girl was like recording them and they got in huge trouble after this because they posted it to Facebook. And then people were like putting it all around the school. People made flyers of it. It was weird. It was like OnlyFans before OnlyFans, but like in eighth grade. That kind of makes me feel sick. Yeah. And so that was happening. And that's the first time I ever saw girls like kiss in real life because God forbid I saw anything gay on television. My parents were just like off the TV now. Wait, just to be clear, (laughs) in case nobody knows this about me, I'm not homophobic. I just mean thinking of my sister kissing anyone kind of makes me feel weird. And that was the, that was the age that you just said. So maybe think of my sister. Because you don't, you don't really think about and I feel like with me, I was in middle school in 2008. That's whenever I was in eighth grade. I was in eighth grade in 2008. You were eight years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. Anyways, so I was in eighth grade in 2008. We didn't have Instagram. We didn't have Snapchat. We had Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook. Barely Twitter. Barely Facebook because you had to be a certain yeah. age to have a Facebook, which I lied about. So that's okay. But anyways... So, um, yeah, I wasn't around gay people. I wasn't exposed to that. And so whenever I am in ninth grade met, um, I don't even remember her name, to be honest, but I met this girl. She was in my Spanish class. I remember that vividly. And she was just very gay um, and very open about being gay. And I was just like, this is different. Like, this is Mm -hmm. not weird. Well, in my head, I thought it was weird because I'd never met anybody like that. And so um, we weren't friends, but I think I wasn't like hyper fixated on her, but I just always noticed her like around school. I noticed her um, and I was just like, what is going? And I don't I would I wouldn't think I had a crush on her, but I kind of like idolized her because she was able to just be herself yeah. and be who she was and not really give a fuck what people thought about. Um, and so ninth grade is whenever I think I started to realize that I was a little bit different than other girls because girls had boyfriends. I didn't want a boyfriend. That wasn't anything that I wanted in in life. I didn't see the importance in that. And I maybe it was because I was just so active in high school. Um, I danced in high school. I played tennis in high school. I played tennis um, in elementary school, too. Um, I did Winter Guard, Color Guard, and so I was just very active all of the time. And so I didn't, I don't think I really had time for bullshit, period. Or even really think that much into, like, why Anything. you feel the way that you feel. Exactly. Yeah. I was just always moving oh, very, very active. Um, and I think things started to hit me kind of hard in, like, the 11th grade because that was the first time that I had kissed a girl was in the 11th grade. And I was just like, Tell the story. Ew. Um, I won't say the person's name, yeah. but, and I won't say what sport they played either. <sighs> I feel Basically, like there was a girl. <laughs> there was a girl. She was athletic, and I thought she was extremely cute. And it was one day on the track. I was going to a tennis game. She was going to one of her games, 
and I, we were talking, I was at the concession stand because at Lulaf Elgin High School after 3.15, no matter what was happening, like how they have concession, this is how you know you went to school in the fucking country. They open the concession stands for like football games every day after school. And so you would go to the football, to the football field, which is obviously the track. And you would go over there, get Gatorade, get a hot dog, get nachos, whatever the fuck you wanted, Skittles. So I walked over there. We were the only ones there. It was like 4.30. And I think my game started at like 5-ish, maybe 4.45. We had to be on the court. And we were just like talking and everything. We would flirt or she would flirt with me. What I thought I was doing was also flirting. Maybe it worked because she kissed me in the mouth. And so, <laughs> so, so before this point, were you like kind of starting to be like, no, yeah, girls? Or were you like? I don't know. Uh, so I was absolutely in 10th grade. I was just like, I, at some point, I remember laying in bed one day. I don't really know what was happening, but I was just like, Aaliyah, at some point, you're going to have some type of sexual interaction with a woman. Like, that is what's going to happen. And so I remember having, and I remember having that thought to myself, like, this is going to happen to me one of these days, and there's nothing that I can do about it. And I kind of want it to happen, so it is what it is. I just didn't know at what point I was going to get there. And that realization happened in the 10th grade. And then I started crushing on this girl in the 11th grade, and it was like this whole thing. She kissed me. I told one of, uh, told a girl that I was friends with, and I wasn't friends with her after that. Um, because she just didn't want to be friends with uh, someone who was a lesbian. But now, you know, like, she follows me on Instagram and Facebook and, like, comments on my pictures and always likes them. And I'm just like, fuck off, bitch. Mm. So, yeah, maybe she People listens. Maybe she listen, listen. I don't think so. She's oh. still a bitch. Um, maybe she listens to this. And if you do, um, I'm sorry. Anyways. So that happened in 11th grade. And then the 12th grade, I think senior year, a lot of things happened senior year. Um, senior year, I lost my, one of my best friends to suicide. So that was really, really hard to um, come to terms with being in the 12th grade and just living in a very small town where things like this don't happen. And also being in the South where people don't talk about anything like that happening. People don't talk about mental health. People don't talk about sexuality. People talk about abstinence. That's not realistic. Um, and so I just feel like I wasn't able to process a lot of different things and it was just hard for me. And so that happened. Um, I think my eating disorders spiked in high school. I was, like I said, I was like very, very active and I wasn't comfortable with who I am, who I was. I'm comfortable with who I am now. I wasn't comfortable with who I was and I thought it was just like a body thing. If you look at pictures, if you look at what I looked like in high school, yeah. I don't know why. You look so I, different. I look totally different, but I also don't know why I thought I was fat. But I think that's because in 2011, 2012, you had to be skinny. Like, it if you were not skinny, this was before BBLs. This was before bitches were thick and people were just like, ooh, a thick bitch. Like, this is before all of that. Like, girls were skinny. Yeah, that was my era. People wanted you because you were skinny and you were easy to look at. And I thought I was not either any of those things. I did not think I was pretty until my freshman year in college because I had braces up until my senior year in high school. I just didn't like the way I looked. I didn't think I was pretty. And so I wasn't eating. I knew that I had to look a certain way. I had to stay in shape. Um, and I think that me being in sports and me being athletic and me having a specific build, which was literally not a fucking build. I was literally just skinny. I don't know what the fuck I thought I was doing. I thought I was like that bitch. I wasn't. I was just skinny and I was um, not nourishing my body the way that I needed to. And that was something that I talked to a little later in life or talked through later on in life with a therapist in college 
Um, <laughs> and I was able to get out of that funk where I like was not treating my body nicely. I think my sophomore year in college or my second year at the two year school I was at. So that's a really long time to be it, like treating your body I was, that way. I was not treating my body well. And I think, um, the only reason why I stopped is because whenever I got to USC and I was around, uh, different types of people at USC that I was not normally around I think that opened my eyes up to like there's nothing really wrong with me I am the only person that can uh, break me down to such a point where I don't know myself anymore and I was tired of feeling like that I was tired of waking up and not uh, not feeling like I was myself and I wasn't um, where I was supposed to be mentally Mm -hmm. Um, because I, no one else was going through this around me. My sisters weren't, they were fine. They were thriving. My sister was thriving in college. My younger sister was fucking valedictorian. So she was thriving in high school. Like it was fine. I felt like I was the only one that was not doing what I was supposed to be doing. And I felt that way up until the age of 25, which is also something that I talked through. So when did that start? What, your senior, junior year, senior year? Senior year is whenever my mental health started depleting poorly. So it was just a bunch of things came to a head. A lot of, a lot of things came to a head. It was like, um... I was dating this boy. (laughs) I was dating this boy that I really didn't want to be with, but I felt like I had to because my mom was just like, oh my God, Aaliyah, you should just be with him. Like David, oh, that's fine. (laughs) David is just like so sweet. You should just be with him. And I was just like, oh, I guess like whatever. And then it was my prom and I, it was, I, you were like, I kissed a girl in a concession stand, and then I realized I was gay. And then I got a boyfriend. And then I had a boyfriend. And I literally, and that was it. I was just like, I kissed yeah. a girl. I can't be kissing girls. Right. You probably what the panicked. fuck is my mom? I did. I panicked. I yeah. panicked big time. And so then I met, then I met David, and then it was like this whole thing. My mom was like, oh, he's so cute. And I was like, oh, yes. And she was like, you should go to prom together. And then me and David ended up dating. David and I dated for almost two years. <clears throat> we were together for like a year and a half because we started dating the summer into my senior year. Um, and so, yeah, we were together. What, until after you graduated? Until the second, no, and yeah, before my sophomore year of college. That's whenever David and I broke up. Because that's whenever I, I'll get there. So I was with David, didn't really want to be with him. So I was depressed. I w- my eating was terrible. I was skinny as fuck um, and had no business being that tiny because it was unhealthy. My mental health was not well. I had just lost one of my really good friends and I didn't know who I was, didn't know what I wanted, didn't know who I liked. So that's a lot to be going through at the age of 17, like having all of these like small realizations of like, what the hell, who are you? Mm-hmm. And it was it was really hard for me to like, just go through life and be like, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who I need to be with. I didn't think anybody wanted me. And so I came out to my parents. Um, I came out to my parents, my freshman year, end of my senior year, going into my freshman year of college. I think I touched on this. I would drive home because I had a job in Columbia. And so I lived in Lancaster going to school there, playing tennis. I had a scholarship. So that's what I did. And I would just come home, uh, work on the weekends, make some money and go back to school. And then my parents, I was with my first girlfriend at the time, not girlfriend, um, girl I was talking to, I will just put it that way. We didn't start dating until after David and I broke up, but I was talking to her and David knew about it. Wait, so you and David were together? Me and David were together. And so you were a freshman in college playing tennis, doing the damn thing. And then you were like also low-key talking to another girl. Yes. Okay. And, and that was your first time he, being really intimate with a woman. 
Yes. Okay. And I think he had some idea realization that or, uh, this is not where you want to be. Yeah. Like, this is the relationship that you want to be in. I'm not the person that you want. And I also knew that, but I I could not break up with him, nor could I admit that to him because then I would have to admit that to myself and admit that to my parents and admit that to my friends and my sisters and everyone else in my life. And then back to yourself. And then back. To, and it was just like too, it was <laughs> yeah. just too much. And, I, and I, don't, I did not think that I could do it. I ended up doing it because my parents made me do it. Um, but I was with my first girlfriend. My parents sat me down. I came out. Um, I'm going to speed through this. So if you didn't listen to my Get to Know Me episode, listen to my coming yeah, out part. Go back to those too. Those were two good episodes. Yes. And so I, my dad worked overseas all the time, so he wasn't home, but he was home maybe until January. And I was able to talk through with him about like what I was going through and where my, where my head was and, um, why I was feeling the way that I was feeling as far as like when did I start liking women? He was like, well, why didn't you tell it? Or why didn't you tell me? Because like I said, I have a great relationship with my father. I still do. And I didn't know why I couldn't talk to him. I just felt like I could not because my mom is a Christian. My dad is Muslim. Um, and in both of those religions or any religion, I feel like nobody thinks or looks at being in the same sex relationship as holy or saved or, right. or whatever you want to say um or and normal, so for lack of a better normal word. yeah for lack of better words normal and so I couldn't tell my parents that and whenever I realized that my dad was a safe place for me I was able to talk to him about all of that but my mom was not a safe place for me she wasn't harming me in any way shape or form but it was just like mentally I knew that I couldn't talk to her about who I was with at the time. I could not talk to her about if I was going on dates with her, if I was going to the movies with her, if I was doing anything because she didn't want to hear it. And it was always her being like, oh, I'm not ready for that. But it, I realized now, and now that it's been like a full 10 years since I've come out, that my mom needed time because it was kind of like, my dad explained it as like her mourning the loss of a child. Not the loss of a child, but like the loss of who she thought her child was going to be. The loss of who she wanted me to be and everything else. And I understand that now because it takes time. Like whenever your parents, and I had a whole ass boyfriend. Who would have thought I'd be gay? Not my parents, not my mom. So it was a shock for them, which is understandable, but it was just the way that she handled it. Um, And I won't get too deep into it because I don't think that's necessary, but I had the support of my sisters, which was really nice. Um, I had the support of my father. I did not have proper conversations with my mom for almost two years. And when I mean proper conversations, I mean like how uh, other than uh, house school yeah. and what do you want for dinner? Right. Like shit that matters. <laughs> yeah. Like things that matter. Like my mental state was not talking about that. Who I was with was not talking about that. My friends was not talking about that. If it wasn't about school or whenever I came home, what was for dinner, we weren't speaking. And that's just what it was. We weren't talking about anything that was beneficial. So fast forward a little bit more. I was with my, I think like second, like serious girlfriend. And at that point, my mom, I remember, I don't know why the fuck this always happens in the bathroom. Why is it always a bathroom? I don't know. I literally opened the door to my bathroom and my mom was just like there. Um, I think I was like 20. So what is that like your now? This was my first year at USC. I didn't live on campus. I lived so at home. Probably like 20. 
Yeah. I was 20. Yeah. Um, I got to USC whenever I was 21. I was 21. I got to USC whenever I was 21 and my, I opened the door and my mom was right there and I was with, um, I know she doesn't listen. I was with this girl named Amber for two years and I had been with Amber for about a year at this point and I opened the door and to my bathroom and my mom was there and she was just like, can I come in? I was like, to my bathroom? Because I was doing my makeup, getting ready for work. Whatever. Same old, same shit. I don't know. And so she comes in and she was just, no context. She just goes, I want to meet Amber. Quite literally laughed in her face. I laughed in her face and I was just like, no. Like, are yeah. you on drugs? I was like, no. You're not meeting Amber. This is not what's happening. You're not, no. And I straight up told her that. And she was like, well, why? And I was like, I don't want you to. Like, I, why would I bring someone in this house when I don't feel comfortable in this house? I don't want to bring anyone over here where they can't be themselves and I can't be myself with them because that's there's no point in that. There is no point in me putting someone else through the same shit that I've had to deal with yeah. for two years. I'm not I'm not doing that. And she was just like, okay. So Amber ended up meeting my mother anyways, and I'll tell the story. So we were coming home from campus. I had to print something, and my Gambrel is the only place I printed. I didn't print in Thomas Cooper. I wasn't doing that. I always printed on the study floor of Gambrel Hall, and all of the computers were full. I could not print there, and so Amber was with me, and I was just, we were both psych students, and I was just like, we're going to go. Do you want to come with me to my house, like to my mom's house? She's like, yeah, and I was like, okay. And I was like, my mom shouldn't be home. It was like three o'clock. She doesn't get home until like 5.30, 4.30. And I was like, that's fine. So we go home and I opened the door and it just said beep, 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 garage door. And I was just like, that's weird. My alarm isn't on. So someone's home. Um, no, I went through the front door. I didn't go through the garage because if I went through the garage, I would have seen car. her car and I would have told Amber to stay in the car and not to come inside. And so I went through the front door and then, so Amber comes through and she was like, is it okay? And I was just like, I don't know. I was like, we'll see. And so my mom goes, hello. And I turn and I look at Amber and I was just like, so my mom's here. I don't really know what's going to happen. She could punch you or hug you. And I literally left. I don't know why I left. I was just so panicked. I went and grabbed my flash drive out of the room. I and then I went you. and I went to the computer and I was like printing stuff off. And it happened all so fast. I was at home for literally less than two minutes. And my mom sees Amber and she just is just like, are you Amber? And she was just like, yeah. And my mom just gave her a big hug. Aww. And I was just like, I don't like this. I was like, this is weird. And so I was just like, Baby got sucks. my papers. I was like, okay, bye. And grabbed, literally grabbed Amber by the wrist. I was like, bye. And literally wa- ran, out of the, ran out of the front door. Um, and then I think after that, my mom realized that there is, there's nothing weird about your kids being in the same sex relationship. It is just like any other relationship, except I'm just not with a boy. Um, and the relationship holds the exact same value as any other relationship. And I think that's never, she realized that she also realized that I was genuinely happy. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in a really dark place anymore. I wasn't, um, struggling with who I was. I wasn't unhealthy. (laughs) I was very healthy. And I think one being a psych major and two being with Amber made me realize that I was at a very unhealthy point in life and that I needed to do something about it. And Amber is the main reason why I went to therapy because my parents didn't talk about therapy, but they knew mental health was real because they were both in the military. My dad suffers from PTSD and my mom does to a certain degree. Um, and so they understand that mental health is real and it's a thing, but they didn't know that I needed it as badly as I did because I didn't talk to them about it. And so whenever I was talking to Amber about it, she's like, yeah, you probably need to see a therapist. And I was like, okay. 
and then I um, use my free sessions that USC gives you. If you're a USC student and most you, schools do this, I think most and, schools give you a. And, but I didn't know USC did it. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing that was offered at college campuses. Like I didn't know, but I pay so much fucking tuition. Might as well throw it the fuck in. Yeah. It's only 10 sessions, I think, per semester, but you should use those sessions. That's still a lot of sessions. It's like, a lot of sessions. For a, a three-month period, you're rough, and you go like on once campus. a week. You're going, oh, I went I three times. A week? Yeah, every other week. Two, three times a week. I saw April. You went two times a week? Yep, to Okay, see so then April. you're going like for over a little over a month. Yeah. Like if you were only going once a week, that's still like... That's three, that's three months. That's still very beneficial. And I think whenever I was seeing April, April was my first therapist. She loved her. Um, I She was also a professor. She taught, sorry. <laughs> she, she, I was holding that in. I don't know if you could hear it in my, in my throat. But she taught um, classes on campus. And when, I guess I sh- like should, I, it doesn't fucking matter. She doesn't work at USC anymore. Whenever April, whenever I ran out of sessions, I would just go to April's school classroom i would go to her office hours even whenever she wasn't in the student health center i would go to her office and i would just talk like because i didn't have sessions obviously usc's not covering it but april and i had such a great relationship to the point where i didn't need to schedule anything i could just come to her office hours anyways that's besides the point the relationship with my mother improved greatly and i think i needed that because my (laughs) My mom is not judgmental. I would not say that. My mom isn't judgmental. But she just thinks very highly of her children and where what she expects out of us. And that I just knew that I wasn't giving her what she needed yeah. or what she wanted. So she me, and my mom, me and my mom's relationship, I think, got significantly better around the age of like 24. Which was, whenever you think about it, wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it was like three years ago. Um, maybe it was 23. I don't know. I was, it was in my early 20s. Um, it was well after the age of 19. So that's a very long time, if you if you ask me. Um, so conversations got better after two years. Our relationship got better after about four years, as far as like her knowing who I was with, um, wanting to talk about who I was with and things like that. Um, and I didn't talk about that in my original episode because I didn't want my... I didn't want to talk about my mom in a terrible light. Because my mom is such a great person. I just think it was different for her. And also different for her life experiences. I can tell you this off of off record because I don't want to put my mom's business out there. But after the things that my mom shared with me about why she felt the way that she felt about lesbians and lesbian relationships, I was just like, well, why didn't you just say that? Right. Like, why didn't you just tell me that these were your experiences whenever you were experiencing it? Like... Then I would have been like, okay, I understand that you feel that way. And we could have had a different conversation. Let's talk but about it, yeah. I, and my dad pushed me for the longest time. He was like, you just have to talk to your mom. You have to talk to her. And I was just like, I can't talk to her because it's not going to be a good yeah, yeah. type of conversation. But anyways, that was, that was that story with my um, mom. Another, it's a long time, man. It's a long time. It's a long time to, like not, have the, uh, not have proper love from your, your mom. Right. And I think that hin- not it, it didn't hinder my growth. I think it hindered me emotionally. That's what I was gonna say. Like emotionally, that absolutely <laughs> um, takes um, a toll. Like emotionally, I was in a really fucked up place. I didn't have mommy issues, but I had mommy issues. Well, I think it's like a self identity thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. with like the person closest to you doesn't like that person. And the only person that I saw it. on a regular basis because my father was never home right. because he worked overseas. So you can only imagine like having a parent that supported you like. 
over the fucking way <laughs> and the, a parent that did not support you and who you were in your face every day every single day yeah. but I had my sisters I had really good friends so that's one of the only things that really helped me get through everything that I was going through um but I also do feel like in the black community and I will say this very loudly I don't care where I am in the black community there is such a negative outlook on gay people and um homosexuality and I, I, mean, I was telling Jess this like right before we started recording and I think it's because black people had to fight so hard for the things that we have now and I think we still fight really hard for the things that we have um and the things that we deserve um we're not just given things we have to work ridiculously hard for them whenever sometimes white people don't have to work that hard for them um and that can be a little bit rough um and so I think that homophobia in the black community is so elevated because they're just like life is already hard why would you make it harder and I get it I understand it but I cannot help who I love I cannot help who I'm attracted to like I that's that's not something that I can just like throw out of the window and I have lost a lot of friends um a lot of different family members look at me crazy I don't really fucking care um, I didn't touch on this too much, but I don't really get along with the better half of my mom's side of the family just because of things that happened with my grandmother who passed in 2020 and all of that. I just don't really care for them too much. And they also don't really care for the life that I live. And I don't really fucking, I, that doesn't, it doesn't bother me that bad anymore, but it really did whenever I was younger. Like in my earlier, in my early twenties, it was disheartening that my mom wasn't telling like because my mom is the only girl so she has uh five brothers and so it was the fact that she four brothers i'm so sorry she wasn't um telling them like this is what ali is going through it was a secret she wasn't telling any of them but i think my uncles know now um and the two uncles that i speak to one of them is like very holy and very saved and so he doesn't acknowledge it um but my other uncle does and so does my aunt and so i feel like that's enough for me um, but I also felt like it was enough for me knowing that my mom and my dad supported me in who I was and who I was with. Um, anybody that I bring my, home to my parents, they love them unconditionally as if they were their own daughter. Um, and that's also very... Um, making me get emotional over here. Bitch, why? <laughs> oh my God. I'm like crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. It's not hilarious, but you know, it's just something that I've already worked through. But... No, I just hate, like, because obviously I love you so much. And it's just, like, it hurts me that you and, like, people all over the world have to, like, feel like a secret. Oh, well, now God. I'm crying. Oh, God, this I'm is... so sorry. <laughs> Jessica, this was not supposed to happen. This is not part of the plan. Whenever, whenever one of your friends is, like, a water sign and you're simply... But, like, you've never really seen me cry. No, I haven't. And well, I have, but that, I think it was, I just, like, I get a little watery-eyed. Like, that's, it's like, fine. always what happens. But, no, it's, it's just, okay. like... You really can't help who you love, and it just, like, makes me so sad that there are so many people that, like, get told that... that you go through some shit, man, but anyways, sorry. sorry. Didn't mean to cry. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jessica. Christ on a cracker. Anyways, so, yes, growing up and becoming who I was was very difficult. Um, but anywho, I would just like to say this. And to all of the gays... Girls, gays, and theys. Obscurity is not your goal in life. You do not want to be obscure to any to any point. 
um, that is not what you <laughs> that is not what you reach for, and that is also not what the what society should expect from you because I think that's what they already expect from you, because I think society already views uh, gay people as. <laughs> class citizens not as um, much anymore i think it's, I, it's gotten so much better it has gotten better but i i do still think that uh oh it's still people, there <laughs> it's still there it's still there i do feel like um people being racist still trumps homophobia but i mean like it's right there and i said in my <laughs> i said in my um get to know me episode my dad always calls me the triple threat because i'm a i'm black i'm a woman and i'm gay so it's just like boom 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 i was like that about you too man three things that the world is just like no get the fuck out but i just and you're a tough cookie i'm you're such a little tough cookie i am a tough cookie i've been through I've been through way more shit than I'm talking about right now, but I just felt like as far as like relevancy for what we are going for, I experienced a lot of loss in high school and in college as far as like death of friends or just like loss of friends in general. Um, And then all of the stuff with my mom. I'll touch on my sister real quick. So I found out that I had another sister in 2019. Her name is Jordan. I love her so much. Um, and I love the fact that she supports me unconditionally, even though I've only known her for almost three years now. But whenever my dad told us about Jordan, I think <laughs> me and all of my sisters were just like, what? And I, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm so, and it's not, it wasn't funny. Like, no, it was at that, you said it. <laughs> I literally was just like, we have a what? Like we have another sibling. And it was just like this whole thing. It was a very tough time for my family, uh, mainly for my parents, uh, for obvious reasons, um, because Jordan is 25. My parents have been together for 35 years. Quick. She's <laughs> 30, 32 maths? years. Don't fail me now. They've been together for a very long time. And so the fact that we didn't know about Jordan, I was just like, Daddy, why, did you, why didn't I know I had a sister until I was 24? Yeah. Like, why did I not know I had a sister? But anyways... Whenever I had to go through meeting Jordan and I had to, whenever I was thinking about meeting her, I was just like, oh my God, like now this is another person that I have to come out to because, and I was like, what the fuck is she going to think? Like, how is she going to treat me? Because, you know, it, because Jordan, Jordan is biracial. So Jordan grew up differently than I did because she didn't grow up with a black side of the family. I don't believe and so I just didn't know if, but she did go to an HBCU um, and she was able to get her life. And I know she enjoyed that to the fullest, but I just thought to myself, like, what if she doesn't accept who I am? Then I have to go through all of this shit again. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck is this? But anyways, that wasn't the case. Love Jordan so much. Um, me and all of my sisters are um, pretty, me and my sister's. Alexiniana, um, we took Jordan in as if we had been growing up with her for forever. Like we didn't make Jordan feel like she did not belong. Whenever I tell you my life should be on somebody's streaming network, because I I just think that I've been through so much in life um, and I've experienced so many things and so many different types of people. Um, but anywho, I would just like to say that um, if you or if anyone that you are with or anyone that you know 
is struggling with their sexuality, the one thing that you should not do is tell them not to think about it because I think that's the most hurtful thing that you could do because that's what my mom did. And I think that's what kind of hurt me the most because she was just like, oh, well, don't think about the fact that you're gay or oh, don't think about the fact that you might like girls or whatever. Because if you tell them not to think about it, they're going to immediately think that there is something wrong with what they are doing or what, what they're thinking about, what they're going through. And that is not conducive to their growth that actually hinders a lot of their growth. And so um, I just really, (laughs) how do I say this nicely? Just shut the fuck up and mind your business. Like if things just, if things do not affect you directly keep your nose out of it they it it just should not it shouldn't be any of your business and even if it does affect you directly like my sisters it it affected my sisters directly because I'm with them all the time but it wasn't anything that was detrimental to who they are as people like it was nothing that was like oh like if I am friends with my sister if this is my sister then I have to or people are going to look at me a different type of way. Or, oh, people are going to look at my sister a different type of way. So I have to save her and shield her from this world. No, you don't. You do not have to shield anybody that you know in your life who is gay or who's struggling with being gay from the world. Because the it's not what it's not about shielding them from the world. The world needs to embrace who people are. They need to embrace the fact that not everyone is the same. No one is going to be the same. That's just not realistic. It's not realistic to think that everyone is going to be this specific type of way for the rest of forever until the world fucking implodes. Like no one is the same. Like no one is ever going to be the same. People just have to be okay with that. And if you're not okay with that, then get the fuck out. Because that's, I mean, the world is ever changing. People are ever changing. And you can't look down on another person because of who they are and who they want to be. Not saying that people want to be gay, but people want to be themselves. Able to be gay. People want to be able to love who they love out loud and in public. And it is not the easiest thing to do. And it's still not easy today in the state of South Carolina to just go out in public and hold hands with your girlfriend and not have old white people look at you like ill what are you doing because that happens to me all the time like whenever I was with my ex and we would go out in public it we would get looks like people would look people would stare and say things under their breath um and I think even being who I am and I also hate when people say this um I am black um I know that people have very bad connotations of black women and um how black women carry themselves and I think people always say to me like oh my god you just carry yourself so well or oh my god you just you announce your words so well and I'm just like am I not like I I, I don't know um that's a whole different that's a whole different I mean thing. I do think you carry yourself well but like that's just because I think you're a cool person exactly you know but whenever I mean? but whenever people like whenever people say that to me like at work and stuff you know or whenever people waited. or whenever people at work find out that I'm gay or if I come into work at any point, whatever the fuck. But whenever people find out that I'm gay and I'm black or whatever the fuck, they're just like, I would have never known. Or, oh, you uh, carry guilty, your... <laughs> guilty. No, like, I'll be honest. Like, I said that to Aaliyah. Like... She did. She did. But it's it's it was, it's was the intention. Like, it's... it's The people mean it sometimes in the utmost disrespectful way possible. And it really, it really sucks that people have to um, go through that. 
Um, but anyways, or just like justify yourself. Like you, like, I feel like sometimes like, especially with you specifically in your specific triple, triple, triple threat situation, (laughs) I feel like you have to bring an explanation sometimes with you because, and I feel like I have to prove myself more than other people normally have to prove themselves. And I feel like a lot of black people feel that way, but I think because I'm black and whenever people know that I am gay, even though I feel like that shouldn't matter, I feel like I have to go out of my way to prove myself a little more and that happened in one of my job spaces in my workspaces that I was that I was in um which was annoying and I feel like because I was black and because of the person that I was with at that point and because people that I worked with knew who I was and who I was with and what I was I had to prove myself more um to be taken seriously in the role that I was in which really fucking sucked and so whenever I think I started feeling like that I was like at some point in life I have to be in a job field where I can help people who are like me um, and help not even pass laws, but just like make it a better society for people to live in to where they don't feel like they have to not be who they are or <laughs> reap repercussions that are reap consequences that won't be as harshly inflicted on another person of a different skin tone, color, sexual race, religion, whatever yeah sexual orientation all of that and so I think that's why I push so hard myself to be at a certain place and point in life because I want to be able to make a difference so people don't have to go through what I went through whether it's being a black woman in workspaces and people not discriminate I don't well I feel like I have been discriminated against um in many different (laughs) areas in life um but I feel like I want to make sure that when people who are gay don't have to fight so hard for things that we fucking deserve. Um, I don't, I want to be able to make sure that black women don't have to fight as hard for things that they deserve. Um, And I just want to make sure that young gay people don't have to fight for their fucking lives every day that they wake up. Because I don't think people also realize this, that whenever you're gay in America and you wake up and you walk the streets being who you are, whether you are a gay man, a gay woman, a trans man, a trans woman, a poly man, non-binary, asexual, however you identify, I do not want people like them, like us, to wake up and be like, I have to fight for my life today or I have to fight for my rights every single day because that fucking sucks waking up and thinking like oh today I not this is not me (laughs) but if I I knew I know um a trans woman and I remember whenever she had called me a while ago and she was just like um she has an interview and she is very nervous because she is not a passing trans woman passing People are just like, oh, like, oh, I could tell you used to be a guy. Like, mm. that's not a fucking compliment. Whenever you see someone trans and you're just like, oh, my God, you look like a real woman. Like, bitch, first of all, that should never come out of your mouth. That's very fucking offensive. That's very insulting. And that hurts them a lot. So you should never say that. If you ever meet someone that's trans or non-binary, you should never be like, oh, I would have never known. You're not supposed to know, bitch. It's not for you to know. And it's not for you to, like, pick apart um, of, like, oh, do you still have your genitalia or did you add genitalia? 
did, are you going to ever have top surgery? It's none of your business. Um, and so just having conversations with her about everyday life and she did get the job. I'm so proud of you, bitch. If you're listening to this, congratulations. She did get the, she did get the job, but it's the fact that she had to fight so hard for that position and a job space that she's been in for five plus years. She should have not had to fight that hard to get to the position that she's at. And so that is my point. Me growing up and experiencing all the things that I did experience and the fact that I did lose my best friend for things that had to do with how how she saw herself, I don't want people to have to deal with that because that really fucking sucks. And like I said, it could be detrimental because people take their lives for things like this every single day. And you have to be nice to people. Be kind to people. You don't know what the fuck they're going through. You don't know what they have been through. I hate whenever people <laughs> see me at work and they're just like, Aaliyah, smile. I'm just like, bitch, I don't want to smile. <laughs> or if people see me on the street. Like whenever men decide, they think it's funny to be like, dang, you could smile. No, bitch, I don't want to smile. I don't have to, <laughs> I don't have to smile. Like you don't know what people are going through. So don't, don't judge people for where they are in life. Don't judge people for who they are. Don't judge people for what they look like, who they love, what religion they are, what race they are, whatever the fuck. Do not judge people because you don't know what their life looked like. <laughs> you don't know what their life will look like. You don't know what they're going through. And so I think that's why I strive so hard. And I think that's why I'm so people oriented because I want to make sure that no one in life has to go through the things that I go through and the things that other gay black women, gay black men gay black people go through because it is it fucking sucks it's really fucking stupid the things that um we have to go through and the things that we have to fight for every day in life and so that is why i want to be a fucking paralegal and i want to be into the law system i want to work in the court some way shape or form because i feel like i'm able to make a difference um because i feel like i've made differences in my own life um and i feel like i continue to make differences in my life um and i want to continue to do that except on like a larger scale yeah I mean, I've learned so much from you, like, obviously in this, for, from the entire time we've been friends, but obviously, you know, just talking, hearing you talk, I like, I learned so much, and I feel like being on the other end of it, because, like, when you say things, you know, I'm automatically thinking, like, fuck, have I ever said something that no. would be, well, like, obviously not too, but I just mean in general, and I think a lot of people, like, in my boat who want to learn, they want to be educated, they want to be and aware. And also, I want to say... I want to say this, and this is not directed to you because oh, I know shit. you have a lot of feelings. This is not directed to you, but I heard something on a podcast I listened to. I'm wearing their merch, um, The Read. You should listen to them. They're pretty great. Anyways, um, Crystal had said on The Read, she said, you don't have to be racist to say racist shit. You do not have to be homophobic to say homophobic shit. Mm -hmm. Just like you don't have to be misogynist to say misogynistic shit. Like you don't, you yeah, don't yeah. have to be any of those things. You have to be careful about the things that you say, the words that you use, because they affect people. That's and like you don't, the most tangible thing that and people you can don't, take away. Yes, and you don't have to be a hateful person to say hateful things. Just not to Just be a good fucking person. Ignorant things. You know, yeah. I feel like everybody at one time has said something, and then you're like, that was pretty fucking I probably stupid. Shouldn't Whether have said it was that. like racial or like sexual orientation wise whatever or it was a fucking math problem everybody hurtful. walks away from saying something you're like shouldn't have said shouldn't that have said that and it's okay to fuck up like it's okay to not be perfect it's just like from you what i've taken away so much is like i don't know everything obviously and i just think it's important <laughs> for me to be like aware about what i say like Aaliyah, you can vouch like how many times have i said to you 
please tell me if anything I've ever said is offensive. Is offensive because you know when you grow up in a very affluent white neighborhood, you're not going to necessarily know if something that you said could be hurtful to hurtful. another person. And because of 2020, I think the conversation has been so wonderful and so open that now I feel like because of you and like being so close to you, it's like it makes me want to be better. So I just want to say thank you for that. Yeah. I don't. Obviously, I don't. I don't have a prejudice bone in my body. Yeah, I don't no. have a Jessica homophobic bone in my body, but it still Jessica makes you want to. Jessica is wanna... a lovely, lovely person. So I don't want you guys to think that Jess is like a terrible person. No, but I think everyone has room now. to grow. Like I think everyone has room to like look at themselves and be like, I could do this better. I could be a better ally. You know, whatever. <laughs> ally. <laughs> I'm an ally. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you just want to be. You just want to be help out, and I yeah. think that's just part of my character as well. Yeah, but so I just want to say thank you for that and sharing this because I think a lot of people are going to benefit from it. No problem. So and thanks for listening. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> How do you feel? You feel good? Yeah, I feel good. Good. I'm happy. That thanks. was. I didn't mean, Sorry, I cried again. I just like, I just, oh my God. no, Jessica I started, cry. I had to tell you because I started to feel it like, <laughs> and I was like, before they spill over, I just need to address it, wipe them. And <laughs> so that's what we'll leave you with. Please tell us if you cried. I don't know. Something just touched I really hope this didn't make you guys cry. If it did, I'm glad it could touch you. Like it touched Jessica. heart just went out. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt bad. But anyway, with all that being said, it's unscripted. It's unapologetic. It's, it's Unlicensed, Unlicensed Podcast. Podcast. Love Bye. you most.